So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Allow me to set the scene. We are in the middle of a conversation, you and I. And not just any conversation. We are in the middle of a piece of small talk. A piece of small talk that you started, by the way. This is truly excellent news. You saw me standing alone by the table with all the refreshments on. You strolled right up to me, offered to pour me a coffee, and asked me what I thought about the event so far. Marvellous job. I, of course, respond with gusto, telling you what I thought of the event so far and ask you the same question, which, of course, you also answer enthusiastically. Things are going great. But then, as you reach the end of your answer, you fall silent. You express a strained smile. You look down at your coffee cup. You start to shuffle on your feet. Silence. After such a promising start, after one whole minute of solid, top-quality small talk, you run out of steam. You have nothing left to say. Disaster. Not only has the conversation stalled, damaging any hopes of a relationship you were trying to build, but you have also convinced me to avoid you for the rest of the event, as you've made the whole thing feel just so awkward. Okay, okay, enough of the drama, but this is a serious worry for so many professional English speakers, even natives. The thought of running out of things to say is a real concern for many, and it is a legitimate one. For smooth small talk and effective networking, we really need to avoid long pauses, awkward silences, and, well, just weird and inappropriate questions. But all is not lost. In this episode of the Business English Podcast, we are going to lay down the exact phrases you will need to keep that small talk going once you've started, helping you avoid those long pauses, awkward silences, and weird questions. This episode is all about how to keep small talk going. But first, maestro please. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast. Helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently and with impact. With your host, Rob from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. Okay, before we kick off this episode, I want to say that if you haven't already listened to the previous episode on starting small talk, then go and listen to that one first. It gives your entry point into a conversation with a complete stranger. It also lays out some do's and don'ts to keep you on the right track. It's a really valuable episode packed full of value. Plus, things will make a lot more sense in this episode, allowing you to use the tactics discussed today to much greater effect. Don't worry, we'll wait right here for you to get back. Right, now we're all up to speed and the scene is set, allow me to briefly recap our position before jumping into the nitty-gritty of today's episode. We are at a seminar and we have never met before. You approach me to make some small talk, and so you ask me one of the fantastic model phrases from our previous episode. Something like, what do you think of the last speaker? Now, I will go into why this is such a good type of question a little bit later on, but first, let's just play this bit out. So, of course, I respond to your question with my thoughts about the last speaker before, naturally, throwing the question back to you, to which you also answer. Great. In this situation, we have achieved the first bit of our mission. 
We have got the conversation going. We have broken the ice and the ball is rolling. Not to use too many metaphors there. We are in the process of building our relationship and subsequently networking, potentially with a view to doing business together in the future. These are crucial steps and ones that need to be executed carefully. But we are now at our first fork in the road, so to speak, a situation that now could go in two different directions. For us, this means that after our initial brilliant start into small talking, either the energy drains out of the conversation, you fall silent and run out of things to say, or the conversation picks up speed with increased enthusiasm and interest, leading to new relationships being built and potential new contacts and acquaintances being made. The next few words out of your mouth are vitally important to make sure that the conversation continues moving in a direction that allows us to continue building our relationship. But how do we do it? What's the secret source? Well, you'd be pleased to know that it's a simple two-step process. As you know, we like to keep things straightforward here on the Business English Podcast so you can rely on these techniques and processes even when you're anxious, nervous, and your head's drawing a complete blank. Trust me, I know the feeling, I've been there too. So, let's press on and see exactly what's involved. Now, before we talk about the two-step process and explain it in more detail, I want to remind you about the importance of asking open questions as opposed to closed questions. This is so important in the process of keeping small talk professional and high quality. Open questions force your audience to elaborate more on their answer as they demand more detail. Closed questions, on the other hand, only require a binary answer, one of two outcomes, such as yes or no, true or false, which, as you can imagine, isn't great when you're trying to keep the small talk flowing. So, make sure you ask those open questions to really expand the dialogue instead of shutting it down. And how do we ask an open question? Well, through the use of the six W words. Who, what, where, why, when, and how. Yes, how is a W word, as it technically has a W in it. So, through the use of these words, we can get the audience to explain in much more detail. Remember that question that I asked earlier as part of the example that I said was so good and that we would come back to it? Remember the one? It was, what do you think of the last speaker? The use of what is so subtle but so important. Notice I didn't ask, did you like the last speaker? Or, the last speaker was good, wasn't he? Both of these are closed questions, which only allows the person answering to say yes or no. To open up the conversation, you must remember to maximise the use of open questions through the use of the six W words. Now, if the subject of open and closed questions is still a little unclear, don't worry. As we move forward, things should start to become a little more obvious once we start using them in our examples. Right, onward. Now, with that little crash course in open and closed questions out of the way, allow me to reveal the simple two-step formula that always keeps the small talk going. Step one, listen to your audience for a suitable topic or piece of shared experience that you can recycle into a question. For example, 
they mentioned it wasn't their first time attending one of these events during their initial answer to you. Now, with this piece of information, we can now move on to step two. Step two, with the piece of information from step one, we can now combine it with the most appropriate W word to form an open question. For example, you could say, when was the first time you came to one of these events and what made you decide to come again? Notice that I'm pushing for more information than just a binary answer like yes or no. They have to explain in a bit more detail about their reasons for attending again along with the date or time of their last attendance. This will help reveal more information about that particular event or topic which will in turn give you more material to use with this two-step process. So once again a quick reminder of that process. One, listen for suitable material, either a topic offered up by your audience or an acceptable bit of shared experience. Two, combine it with an appropriate W word, who, what, when, why, where or how to form an open question. This simple process will allow you to really keep the small talk going, helping you avoid awkward silences and inappropriate questions, as it uses the information already offered up by the audience or experiences that you both shared. Perfect. Now, with this simple two-step process, I'm sure you can imagine that the possibilities for questions are essentially endless, as you combine the six W words with the huge variety of answers that you may receive from your audience during your initial piece of small talk. However, I did promise that we were going to look at the exact phrases you need to keep the small talk going, so let's move on to some great combinations to help you keep networking no matter what has been said. Right, as we've already mentioned, the potential for questions using the two-step process is basically endless, and it would be impossible to cover all the possibilities on this episode. However, I believe it would be remiss of me not to actually outline several solid examples for you to use when you're next doing some small talk. So, with that in mind, let's have a quick canter through some phrases that will keep things ticking along nicely. Now, before we start, in order to maximise the value of this episode and allow you to copy and or drill these phrases, I'm going to leave a little gap at the end of each phrase so that you can repeat it and nail that pronunciation with your connected speech. Right, let's go. When continuing a piece of small talk about attending an event, you could use the following questions. So when did you first attend this event and what made you come back? How did you find out about this event then? Who did you find most inspiring today? Where did the last event take place? So why did you choose this event instead of the other one you mentioned? Now, just a quick word of caution here with the use of the word why. 
The use of the word why when asking a question is perfectly acceptable in 99% of cases, and in actual fact can be amazing at really breaking open a conversation, but on rare occasions and in sensitive situations, it can also come across a little accusatory. For example, you said you've never been to a seminar in the summer. Why not? Clearly, your tone of delivery is important as well as the context surrounding the question. So just be aware of it and keep it in mind next time you're networking. Right, let's move on. Okay, now you've heard those phrases, ensure that you note them down and go back and drill them so you can use them naturally next time you need them. Remember, they are just example phrases that can be adapted depending on what is mentioned during your small talk. I'd also like to highlight three additional points when you're continuing your small talk, and these are important, so do take note. Firstly, when you're extracting material from your audience's answer, be sure to look for opportunities to build a good relationship. Instead of focusing purely on the work element, for example, if they refer to a hobby of theirs, you can steer the conversation onto that if you think it is appropriate to do so. Remember, the aim of small talk is to build good relationships and, of course, a strong network. Secondly, prepare for the question to come back to you. I have seen it so many times when a professional has been making small talk and they're asking good quality questions, continuing the flow of conversation, it's all going along nicely. But the person asking the questions isn't really listening. So when the audience throws their question back at them, the professional has lost the trail of the conversation as they've not really been listening and just thinking about the next question to ask. Don't let this be you. Stay in the moment and involved in the conversation. You can do this by actively nodding, smiling and using phrases such as really, wow, oh no, can't believe it, etc. Remember, stay in the moment and be prepared to answer some questions too. This is a conversation after all and not an interrogation. <music> Lastly, small talk is just so contextual and it is impossible to predict where the conversation will go. So, with that in mind, use the model phrases in this episode as guidelines and put your own spin on things depending on the context of your conversation. If you feel that the conversation is moving into an area that you or your audience isn't comfortable with, steer it out. You have the control through the two-step process discussed in this episode to move the conversation on. There are no hard and fast rules for small talk. All you can do is prepare your toolkit of phrases and techniques as best you can. And then, just go with it. So, let's just recap where we are in our small talk journey. Previously, we learned how to start small talk by asking an excellent question that is safe and will get the conversation started. In today's episode, we've discussed the two-step process that will allow you to keep the conversation going, helping you avoid awkward silences and unprofessional questions. Now, with all that done, we now arrive at our next fork in the road. Remember, this means a point where the situation can head in either of two directions. 
Now, our new fork in the road is, do we move in to exchange contact details with a view to following up and doing further business together, or politely closing down the conversation and moving on? This is another crucial moment in small talk, and arguably the whole point of it. Exchanging details and expanding your network in a meaningful way is the main objective. Executing this task correctly is paramount. Your reputation is on the line. So it needs to be done without offending anybody's feelings if you intend to walk away or to avoid coming across as too pushy if you would like to take the professional relationship further. And this will be the topic of our next episode, bringing small talk to a close. So make sure that you stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss out. Right, to sweep up from today's episode, let's just hit those key points once again. In order to keep your small talk going and avoid awkward silences and strange questions, use the two-step process. One, listen for suitable material, either a topic offered up by your audience or an acceptable bit of shared experience. Two, combine it with an appropriate W word. Those were who, what, when, why, where, and how, to form an open question. Through the use of open questions, you can keep the conversation flowing much more easily whilst revealing more information to help you build a bond with your audience. Maintaining the flow of small talk in a professional manner is key to successfully exchanging details in the final stage. Right, that's it for today's episode. Remember to go back through this one and drill those phrases for extra fluency when conducting small talk. And of course, remember to subscribe to ensure you don't miss out on the treasure trove of content helping you communicate powerfully and professionally in Business English. You've been listening to the Business English Podcast. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. We'll catch you next time. I was just talking to him, you know, and I could see that he was just waiting for his turn to speak. It was just wrong. It was proper disconcerting. No idea what was going through his head. And then when I asked him a question, he had no idea what he was talking about. Honestly, it was a complete...